Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, I sit down with the babe that spearheaded the effort to add ABDL as an interest on Recon. This week in Newsy's Nook, have you added ABDL as an interest on Recon? The gay fetish hookup app recently added the interest, and so far in my opinion, it has been a great success. Shortly after the release, Miles, the director of communications at ABU, sat down with the host of Recon's podcast to talk about the fetish of ABDL and its growing popularity. I had the opportunity after the release of that podcast episode to also sit down with Miles to talk about why he spearheaded the effort and what the response has been within the community. Well, thank you, Miles, for coming to Newsy's Nook. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we're talking about Recon's news of adding ABDL as an interest on their platform, and you were the one to spearhead that effort. So what made you spearhead that effort? Oh, good question. So um, as Director of Communications, it is my responsibility to uh, oversee anything that's us talking to the rest of the world. Um, Recon have been really respectful of the ABDL community for a while. We had a key role to play at London Fetish Week, which is their big uh, summer event. We took over a whole room at their education evening and did a class that's our intro to ABDL. And they were they loved it. They lapped it up. And the site has known for a while that there's been a growing visibility in the community. And this felt like the right moment for them to, to make it live. We were happy to be behind that, to support that. Um, and to make sure that it was a a good thing for the community, that it was being presented in the right way and received the right way. So I know, you know, it seemed like it was a no-brainer, but after listening to their podcast that came out initially, it kind of seemed like it wasn't just a, hey, can we add this? Okay, great, let's do it. It kind of seemed like there was a process of getting it going. Could you kind of describe what was the process? What was some of their trepidations that they had before adding it? I think their trepidations, their responses were mixed in the same way that they would be in most of the mainstream kink communities. Uncertainty about what ABDL really is. Uh, was it the appropriate thing to have on what is essentially a mainstream dating site, although fetish focused? And yeah, some of their team were really enthusiastic from the get-go. And a few of them just needed to know a bit more. So we've been working softly with them, as I say, on things like Fetish Week on um, you know, making sure that they were aware of the other bits of visibility we've done through the last kind of 12 to 16 months in going to IML, MIR, mm-hmm. uh, CLAW, and those other kind of bits of um, what I've been kind of calling, you know, breaking into the mainstream kind of kink scene. Uh, uh, you know, even though we're telling them something they, they really already know, they know we're there, um, but kind of waving the flag and standing out. Right. Did you find that is it, it was an easy conversation to have? You kind of you kind of already mentioned that you know they knew who they knew who we were, they knew what we were, what we stood for, and all that, and what we do. But did you find like it was an easy process? Was it really hard to convince them? No, I don't think it was hard to convince them. They were, yeah, they're a website that are based on the community that use it, um, and there's there's been enough demand from that community for it for a while. Lots of people have been asking, when will you add ABDL? Uh, yeah, our being there was simply a chance for them to to ask questions they had directly for us to do you know education with them uh, education for them as well and which was their kind of soft testing of the waters they they were very pleased uh, we were really excited 
you know, we've had some great opportunities to work alongside them at events. We've become very friendly with their team. Um, their brand manager and I have known each other for a long, long time. So it just, it came, it was the right time and it came together. And there was a, a sense, I think, amongst their team that it was the right moment for them to come out and say, no, we support this kink too. You know, there's, there's a, if you look at Recon, there's so many interests on there now that you can, or you almost have a level of, of over granularity, perhaps that sometimes where you get so nuanced that it may not help people find other people. Uh, ABDL is interesting because it's distinct enough that they could turn and say, no, this is something that, you know, stands on its own. It's not, it's, you know, a diaper might have crossover into other kink, but the interest as a whole, the community as a whole is distinct enough from the rest of, of the fetish scene that this, this should have a tag. This should be an interest on our site. Yeah, one of the things that I thought was interesting, or I wonder it was ever brought up in the conversation was, right, they could have wrote ABDL, but they could have also wrote, you know, just diaper lover, right? You brought that distinction up in the conversation of ABDL is two very distinct things. Your adult baby, diaper lover, age play versus DL. So was that a big part of the conversation? Was was it like a, a debate of, do we just call it into diapers? Do we call it ABDL? Was that part of that conversation? It was a back and forth for a while. Um, I felt that ABDL, you know, we've kind of as a community moved on past the term of talking about AB. Mm -hmm. We talk about age play much more. But the, um, and so for a while I suggested that they might just use diapers. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think actually using ABDL was them looking to recognize the community as, as more than just the obvious link to diaper as a, a diaper as a fetish object. I think they were looking to recognize the age play side as well. And whilst it might be a slightly older term, a slightly blunter term now, it's it's still a reasonable summary catch-all that you know, brings the, but even if it's two communities, it brings them both together. Um, whether people like that or not is up for discussion as always. Uh, but I think, you know, considering they were looking for one term to try and represent as many of us as possible, I think ABDL was probably the right choice. You know, I it wasn't until the podcast on Recon's podcast that I kind of started thinking about like, was ABDL the proper term? But I honestly do think it was because I know in my journey, what did I look up on Tumblr when I was looking into things of this kink? I looked up ABDL. I didn't, I didn't, I knew what it was, but I didn't like, you know, fully understand. But it is such a calling card that if you say ABDL, you kind of already know, like, I know exactly what you're talking about, okay. whether you're an age player or not. Yeah, it's it's a, I say it's a it's a useful summary term for things like a, a dating site, for things like filtering out content. You know, for that all of those things, it works very well. So they finally say yes, and do they say you have to do a photo shoot? Can we talk about the photo shoot with Crib the Rebel? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure Crib will enjoy the fact that I'm talking about him again. No, they for every interest launch they do there's usually uh, producing some kind of visual content to back it up. Mm -hmm. they're, they're a great marketing machine as well as an app. And they asked me to uh, pick, pick community members, uh, which was an interesting mix looking about who was available at the time. Uh, we, we wanted to have, you know, a team member in there too. And then, you know, we picked two other people who will appear in some upcoming content with Recon. Um, and then we, you know, we made a day trip to London for the day. The photo shoot itself was, you know, pretty, you know, again, pretty respectful. Uh, the, their, their content production team are really fun. Uh, they, we, we kept it light. There's some really good content coming where, you know, essentially the three guests, the three 
subjects on the the photo shoot who you haven't seen them all yet but there's some lovely bits of, of video and audio coming where they're talking about what the abdlc means to them oh. and it was very organic and just allowed to flow and then they, there's the the main shoot that people have seen so far with crib um making it you know in a very recon way, you know, cute, hot, playful, yeah, and 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 you know, nicely crossing over with a slightly different kink as well. His mixing up with the mesh and the leather, um, you know, it's a it's a very recon piece of branding. Yeah, I you know, it's it was kind of genius because when I did see the branding at first, I was like, wow, that is very recon. And then I had to think about it for a second. I was like, yeah, I guess if I was going to release ABDL into like the recon forest. I would want to make it a little little grungier than maybe a traditional ABDL photo shoot might look like. They've definitely got a style and that that shoot that piece of content really works for them in that way. Uh it's it is very fetishy, but you know, it's a it's a fetish dating site, so I can't I can't knock them from that. And lots of people, the few people who came to us with criticism were, you know, oh it's 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 not very ABU and I'm like no because it's not ABU's launch. It's it's Recon's launch that we're we're behind, we're supporting, we're providing a bit of guiding influence on on you know how to land the tone right, but still with a mind that they are aiming at their audience, not our audience. And the two, you know, are overlapping but distinct. Right. Actually, let me ask that for a quick question. So was was this partnership between Recon, I know ABU sponsored it, but was it more of you and your role really wanted to see this or was it like abu as a company was like we want to see this and then they just gave you the task and you went to work for it more of the latter we've been really passionate as a whole brand um trying to champion you know the abdl communities uh, the age play and the diaper communities the pandemic kind of threw a spanner in the works in a big way for everyone mm -hmm. you know there, there were no events to go to uh, so we spent you know two years kind of plotting what our emergence which is kind of the last year now behind us looked like about where we wanted to go about how we would reach new people and you know being on recon and encouraging you know such a mainstream site to put that interest live gave us an opportunity not just to see the community that already exists you know, represent itself to connect with each other, but to reach new people and a really big part of, of what we've been trying to do, of what we've been talking about for over a year has been about reaching new people. Because we, you know, even with social media, even with, uh, you know, peak sharing of, of kink Twitter, mm -hmm. you know, there are still people out there who have never seen another ABDL in a diaper in person. And it's one of the things we see when we go to any big kink event that's not strictly an age play event, is that as soon as someone starts to spot people in diapers, more people feel confident enough to come out to be seen, to be noticed, to talk about it, or more people just quietly approach us and say, oh, this is my thing, but I haven't quite found a way to, to talk about it, to mix it with my other interests. You know, even since the launch on Recon, I've had dozens of people message me and say, hey, I'm really glad you've done this. I'm, it's, you're so confident about it. It's great that you feel like you can be so open about it, but I'm not quite there yet. Mm. But you know, my response to them is that when you are, when you're ready, we're there and we've got your back and there's a whole community of people here waiting to meet you. There's thousands of soggy babes waiting to meet you there and DLs because that's another big thing that was brought up in the podcast. But we'll we'll touch that in a second. Let's go back to the photo shoot. You mentioned that it's not just crib. I think I know who the other people are, but are you allowed to name drop who the other people in the photo shoot are? Yeah. So we had Hro, uh, 
who is uh, a great fun crinkly filth bag um, and Kit Wild, if we're mm -hmm. talking in Twitter handles, uh, they were both involved. Uh, we were hoping to have the current um, title holder for, for Rubber Island is also an ABDL. Mm. Uh, and we, we were hoping that they might come and join us. There were a couple of people, but there were some serious diary clashes. This has been a long planned thing, but actually getting everything lined up so that we could produce the content that they needed uh, turned out to be quite uh, quick and close to the line. Nice. And I love that you said it was organic. Was it an ABDL photographer that took the pictures or was it a, like a no, recon? No, it's, it's, it's a recon. Their in-house content team did it. Um, but they're, they're super fun. They're super respectful. Um, you know, every, they're very good at acknowledging the fact that everyone has their own kink, whether, they, whether they're ready to share it or not. So the, the whole day was... Uh, apart from the fact that it was snowing and freezing, um, mm -hmm. was great fun. Uh, it had a nice rhythm to it, it had a nice pace. Uh, there's so much, you know, if you look at any of their profiles, there's a couple of photos that they've kind of put out there as uh, teasers of what's to come. Mm -hmm. And there's you know, some lovely interactions. And I say this great, essentially whole day interview where they were just filming the conversations that were happening uh, between the crew, between the three people that were there uh, to kind of represent the community. Um, that they just kept, they just kept kept the film rolling, as it were. And I'm really excited to see that all kind of come together and be released in a couple of days' time. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I bet it's like a more honest documentary than some of the documentaries that have probably been <laughs> made made of us. Um, I think, I think, the, I think as a whole, our representation is getting much, much better, and that makes me really happy. Yeah, same, same. Um, so now that now that you can add the interest, what is the community, in your opinion? What has the community re response been? There's a couple of bits of feedback. Uh, a few people were quite quit critical of Recon as a platform. You know, mm -hmm. it is a it is a, a men only fetish site. Mm -hmm. um, and my response to that is that we will work with any mainstream site or community or a platform for representation that acknowledges that there's a gap for ABDL, a space for ABDL that they want to have filled. And and you know. Uh, to have the community feel that it's a, a place where it's welcome. Um, Recon as a whole sponsor all sorts of, of fetish events around the world that are not exclusively for men, um, but their platform is just that, that is their model. Uh, so there were a couple of bits of feedback about that. Um, as a whole though, people have been really, really pleased. Uh, it's it's a great piece of, of mainstream kinky representation for the community. Uh, and I don't wanna play that down. I think it's uh, a really positive step. I think it will massively increase the visibility of the community. And I, you know, that, that excites me because the more we're visible, the more we're present, the more we're willing and able to talk to people who might not be sure about who or what we are, uh, the, the less stigma that's out there about the community, about what we're into. You know, the, the more we you know, desensitize or remove the shock factor of, of people encountering yeah, you know, especially age players, and that was a lot of the the visual mental imagery that was discussed in that interview was around the perceptions very specifically of age players. Yeah, you know, I think the kinky community can accept a diaper as a fetish object with not a lot of uh, challenging thought, but the imagery around regression and age play uh, tends to come to tends to be where people come up and, and go, I'm not sure how to handle this or what this really is. Mm -hmm. So the more we're able to be visible and talk about it unashamedly, I think is the, the more we will find ourselves welcome in, in new and interesting spaces. Yeah. And, you know, I, we have a phrase in journalism where like, you know, any, any exposure or like, you know, any sound, 
whether you give a soundbite or, or not is reportable. And I think that the fact that like, yes, like Recon, though it may be a just a gay hookup app, it's a start, right? It's a start somewhere, you know, maybe we'll start seeing it in other ones. And I actually posted on Twitter asking like, do you think other queer dating and hookup apps should add ABDLs and interest in overwhelmingly 96% of people said yes, I, we would love to see it on Grindr and in other spaces. And I was having a conversation yesterday that someone was like, yeah, every week I ask Grinder if we can add ABDL as like a tag. And, you know, who knows, maybe one day we will see Grinder add ABDL as a tag. Yeah, I think some of those other sites, are uh, they like to portray a edgy, raunchy persona, mm-hmm. if an app can have a persona. Uh, but when it comes to actual interesting a nuanced fetish they 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 get freaked out quite quickly you know that's the, the definition of what is what is too much is is something that most of them have yet to figure out yeah let's i let's deep i have more questions but i want to deep dive into that just for a hot second because during the recon conversation it was always brought up of like abdl is not a a traditional fetish and all that but in my head i'm like we've been around i would say just as long and i would say there's traces of us just as long right like so what do you have to say to that when that was happening like do you feel like abdl isn't as a traditional of fetish i would agree that is it is not as seen as much but i don't know if i agree if it's not as traditional I think it's not as popular, and that people confuse traditional with popular. Mm. It's not as been, it's not as it's not been as a popular kink, um, but it's been present. And I said this in that podcast too. It's been present at every major kink event for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Often as a side party, often as something that you know people are, are quietly enjoying in a in a inside in a room party somewhere in a side panel. Uh, the you know, maybe if you had a very confident community member, you might spot a bit of peakage. It's it's not that it's not traditional. I think it's harder to define um, you know, code for ABDL mm-hmm. the, as opposed to you know, leather or rubber. I think it's um, again the negative perceptions of what ABDL might be for people who are not in the know uh, have kept it as a as a quiet side interest rather than giving it a place amongst the, the broader kinky family. And I think over the last couple of years, we've seen that change. You know, we've seen big, you know, big established kink organizations, especially as they have younger members get involved in organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, as with as with any process, as with any change, younger people have got involved. They have a different perspective, a new perspective, a new sense of openness, and they, they have welcomed ABDL in. Yeah. Have you heard from Recon? I mean, I messaged them as soon as the I messaged them this morning saying, like, could you come on my podcast and what do you think of the of the release? And they said, we think it's great. And we're glad that one, your podcast came out, but two of adding the interest. Have you heard from them internally? Is, is there any emails going by that say like, this was great. I'm so glad we added it. Or is it just like, when do we get it off the app? I mean, that's no, they're such a they're such a busy organization. I have seen their event schedule for this coming year uh-huh. um, because we've, we've talked about how we might have some ongoing representation with them uh-huh. uh, whilst they continue to promote their newest interests. Um, and I know that they are super busy. The initial feedback, both from their their party just before New Year's uh-huh. was incredible. The response to the visuals and the fact that the number of people who've added ABDL as an interest, as a community flag to their profile already exceeds their their maximum search return for me, you know, justifies us being there. 
you know, yeah. there are more there are more people who are now got ABDL on their profile than than I can view in a single search, <laughs> which is just amazing. Um, you know, what we we brought up before our our conversation, and you brought up on their podcast on how you know one adding ABDL is an interest is great for people who are, are ABDL and like this is their main kink, but it also brought up a conversation of it also allows people who this may be their side kink or crossover kink as you described it. Do you find that the, that you're now discovering that now that this interest has been added? I think so. There's, there's a real rec recognition of a diaper as a fetish object in its own right, as well as, as, as being part of an AB scene, an age play scene, a DL scene, that it can fit with, you know, a bondage scene, that there's great gear that makes a diaper look awesome. Uh, you know, there's been a real rise in popularity of, of the kind of rubber surf suit with the, the transparent crotch. Mm -hmm. um, people have, and I, I think in part, it's people that have decided that they are willing to be bold with that kink. I think there are people who had never really thought about including diapers as part of play, who will now see it, who will now add it. Um, and it's a really, you know, as we all know, as, as especially those of us who are kind of towards the 24 seven and lifestyle and it can be a, it can be a hugely versatile and, and, you know, convenient thing, mm -hmm. you know, who didn't go and see, you know, the end game film with, with a diaper on when they sat through three hours of Marvel or you know, Arbor, Avatar two, which is like a three hour movie. Right. Exactly. So, you know, even from the, the soft and playful all the way up to the, the slightly more hardcore, you know, horny, horny fetish play, a diaper can fit in all of those scenes. And I think that's what people will realize. Um, the more people share, the more people will see that it's a, a versatile, welcoming community. Um, and, and, and as I say, as a diaper, as a fetish object is just the same. Yeah. Well, I think another conversation that I would love to bring up is, you know, ABDL, encompasses a lot of things but i think a thing that doesn't get talked about a lot is the people who are just dl do you feel like uh do you, one do you feel like that's ever talked about ever is just the dls i think um the dls sit quietly amongst us mm -hmm. the i think there are very few dls who would say they're strictly DL and those that i know that start in that space i know it's just the diapers eventually find that actually there are bits that they might have originally assigned to being uh, age play paraphernalia that are actually quite useful, whether that's a onesie, um, you know, there are, there are some, it's a, it's not a slippery slope. It is a slow bleed, I think, between the two, mm. the exclusive use of diapers without anything else, I don't think gets a lot of attention. Um, I think it's, there's that real question about, you know, if you're a DL, and you just want a, a good performing plain diaper because you don't want the prints, you don't want the landing zones. How many plain diapers do you need? Yeah, I think I think DLs are reasonably well catered to in terms of uh, excellent, well performing products. Um, you know, from us, from from other brands too, and it's a really you know tough spot to to can you continue to innovate in beyond you know chasing capacity. And even then, there comes a point. You know, we we have a you know, a 10 litre diaper in our midst now, you know, how many, how many more litres can it be before it's just impractical to fit under your clothing? Right. True. What do you have to say to the people that, and I bet this was, and you kind of touched on this already, like, you know, let's say I'm on recon and I'm just a DL, but I don't identify as an AB. I mean, do you think adding, adding the interest ABDL opens up the conversation of people being like, oh, do you like to be babied? 
I think it's a, you know, it's a profile site like any other. Mm -hmm. ABDL exposes you with a greater ease to people into the same, but you still have then the chance to, to write freehand what you are and aren't into in the same way you would your limits or, you know, the nuances of any interest. You know, I think the ABDL tag is a great way for people to connect. I think then the the rest, as with any interaction, as with any exploration, is part of a conversation. One last question, because I had this conversation yesterday with a, with someone. Um, you know, of course, there are a lot of educational podcasts on kinks and stuff, but, you know, it's not being taught in schools. Just like sex, sex education, there is a severe lacking of education when it comes to actual sex and even a more severe lacking of education when it comes to kinks. And what I have found for, I'll take the example of Grinder. I have the tag dirty on Grinder, And to me, dirty, it basically means is, you know, I, I don't care if, if there's a little bit of fudge in the play, basically, is what I'm getting at. But for a lot of people, there's a misconception that like, I'm into like, meth or things like that, right? Like dirty in that sense. And so do you find that do you find on these apps that there's a lot of misunderstanding when you add these interests? I think there's a lot of cultural weight behind some of those terms. Mm. Uh, dirty is a, you know, uh, a terrible phrase when it's used to refer to, for example, someone's HIV status. Dirty yeah. was a slang to refer to, to, you know, someone who was HIV positive and it's taken years of education and years of incredible uh, research and therapy as well to, to change that misconception. I think the, in terms of the educational piece, if you're talking about, you know, how far, how basic should we go before we start talking about, you know, different types of sex beyond sexual intercourse. I think we need to get the basics right first. You know, people need to grow up with a good understanding of sex, uh, you know, both in a procreational way, but as a, you know, different types of sex between, you know, same gender couples, uh -huh. you know, mixed gender couples, the discussions about non-binary relationships and, and much better education on consent. Yeah, people need to people need to grow up knowing that relationships are diverse that and, and that sex can be you know uh, a, a great passionate sharing thing as well as a, a functional way to create another human being um and to, to know that when yes is yes and no is no and what consent really looks like before we start turning around and saying let's make this really spicy <laughs> i think there's i think there's a long you know and i think that's a global trend you know there's a there should be good resources for people to to find out about sex and and what you know uh, you know what good sex can be. Um, do I think we should be teaching people about kink in school? Probably not. And I think mm. the internet will do that for them. Right. Let's move on to so during that podcast, they brought up how at the at the New Year's Eve party there were some people wearing diapers, and the big question was. All right, now that we've added the interest, of course, they're going to show up, but a lot of, I'll call them traditionalists, were like, are diapers fetish gear? What is your response? Are diapers fetish gear? Diapers can be fetish gear. Okay. You know, it doesn't have to be a fetish. You know, and I don't want to, in no way do I want to uh, offend the the lifestyle people who, you know, find other useful uh, coping mechanisms or, um, you know, therapy through through regression and through diaper use. Um, but it can also be a really hot, horny way to play with a partner. In that podcast, I talked about diaper doms. I, you know, I talked about the fact that there's all this crossover, and all of that's really true. And both hold, both have a place, and I hold both in balance. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing is, 
you know how do you, how do you approach how do you approach the situation of you're at all of these rubber vent leather events and you have all I'll call them traditionalists that see all these diaper wares and they're given they're given maybe like a odd look or something like do you do you find that just don't look at the odd looks and just be proud in, in your diaper and go to these events because representation matters uh no it makes me want to walk over and say hey do you have a question mm, okay I, I for me those odd looks are just that it's a question that hasn't been answered it's it's a curiosity it's very i've i've had very few experiences where people have just gone ooh that's gross people are curious they're uncertain they don't know how to approach it and so by walking over and saying hey i see you i see you taking a look at our stool i see you taking a look at my diaper is that something is there something i can help you with is there a question that i can answer for you and suddenly that all that all that that strange look that facial expression melts away and they either go oh no i'm okay because they're not ready to have that conversation or okay. actually they turn and say hey yeah i've seen you at a few places i've seen you here before or i've seen you in the market across the weekend and i'm just curious what's it all about and that tends to be most people's response so one of the things i was thinking of when i was listening to the recon podcast was to me, diapers are very, don't get me wrong, and don't get me wrong to anyone listening, I think diapers are very sexy, but I was kind of getting this essence that he didn't think diapers were sexy or edgy enough. I mean, listen to the commercials that were in the Recon podcast. It was like, come on down to the gear store and like, you know, sexy rubber and sexy leather. Like there's an edgy to edginess to it. Do you feel like ABDLs, were, we just don't have that edginess that other traditional kinks have and maybe that's why it's harder for us to jump into this pool of traditional kinks no i think again it's it's a, a strength in numbers thing you know i think we've got a great growing visibility and increasing popularity and i think as more people embrace that part of their identity uh, there will be a more uh a more a slight a bigger recognition of the kind of the sexy aspect of diapers. I think right now, um, when lots of these communities are meeting the whole spectrum of ABDL in a in a single sitting, mm -hmm. they're not quite sure what to make of it. I think as people, again, with the crossover kink, um, fall into going to their other scenes in a diaper as well, people will start to recognize it as a sexy thing. And you know, when, when we meet partners and playmates who we still, when we start to take the gear off, you know, the diaper is, you know, one of the things that's closest to us and closest to the parts that lots of people want to play with. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of the last things that comes off. And I think it was part of that undressing, part of that reveal, part of that experience. People will start to recognize that, hey, actually having your partner in just a diaper can be pretty sexy too. I totally agree. Let's talk, you know, you did bring up in that podcast that diaper doms aren't talked about enough. Why do you think diaper doms aren't talked about enough? I think they're talked about in the community because we know they exist. I think the, again, the preconceptions about the diaper play communities out there largely revolve around poor representations of age play. And mm -hmm. so the idea of smashing that together with someone in charge of a, of a bondage or a spanking scene or, you know, just doming a person, um, they're, they're just two very different ends that people have never gone. Maybe they, maybe there's a place where they meet in the middle. The, uh, 
the head turn, the verbal head turn in that podcast. What do you mean diaper doms? And suddenly it's just, it just pops. And it's one of those things that if you've never seen it before, you, and if you, you've not experienced just the diaper scene on its own, um, the idea of, of conceiving that someone could be in a diaper and be a dom is probably just a bit far of a, a reach, a bit far of a, a mental stretch because we all live online in real life in communities that reflect our values, reflect our interests. And if you are playing in a, a more mainstream kink, you've probably not come across someone stood in a diaper laying into someone's backside with an array of toys. Um, and when you first do, you're going, oh, oh, and then, you know, it all clicks. And I think, again, the more people can be bold and willing to talk about the spectrum of their interests, not just the things that are, you know, not, not just the ABDL related part of it, because most people are into more than one thing. Um, it will all start to blend into a, into a really fun, beautiful mix. Do you file, do you find that there's a, there's not enough diaper doms? I don't know. I feel like I go on Twitter a lot and I always hear people saying like, Oh yeah, it's so hard to find a diaper dom. And I'm always like, yeah, I don't I have, I don't know if I've seen a whole lot roaming around. <laughs> I think people um, look to see themselves reflected in their own social media. Mm. I think when we're feeling small when we're feeling cute, we want to find and enjoy content that, you know, we aspire to, to recognize ourselves in. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, I think people will tell you for a, for a long time, there's this imbalance of daddies to littles. Um, and there's a probably a good reason for that. I think lots of us who find our ways to the softer, fluffier kinks, whether that's, you know, the contemporary version of, of pup play and pet play, uh, or, you know, the diaper communities are looking for something that is, that they can envelope themselves in, that they can let go in, um, you know, looking for a, a diaper dom. Well, what you're really looking for is a, a caregiver who knows that sometimes they can be a bit firm and a bit mean with you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the, the two are not obviously linked. And I think most people in the, in those early interactions, um, especially if there is a, an element of escapism, a, a looking for the soft and the safe. I think when you get to the, the point of searching for a, a diaper dom, you're looking for something pretty specialist. Where do you fall in the category? Of? Are you a diaper dom? Oh, I'm, I'm a, an omnivore, a flexivert. I, I uh, like people and I like clicking in the head. So I will usually slide into a role that, that fits the company I'm keeping. Oh, okay. Very good to know. So another conversation that was brought up kind of in, in that, in that recon episode was, you know, you may already know someone into diapers. They might, they may be already posting it. The twist conversation that I want to have is I've noticed a lot of people have, right. We right our diaper account is considered an alt account, but I've, I have noticed that there are some people that have alt accounts on top of their alt accounts, right? Some people have a diaper only Twitter and then they have their other kink accounts. What is, what is your, I don't know if stance is the right word, but what's your kind of opinion on that? You know, should, do you think one Twitter account showing diapers and everything is a good representation? Is it, should there be a separation? I mean, what's, what's your opinion on all that? Okay. So, I mean, strictly as my opinion, I, I would love it if everyone felt they lived in a world where they could all be on the same account. Hmm the reality is that people in the community or into diapers generally are very aware of the negative responses around diaper play about age play and i can see why there's a, a protectionist 
uh, instinct there to separate the two. We we all want to be welcomed into the communities, and no one wants to find themselves rejected because of the things they're into. Mm-hmm. So, I would love to, and I enjoy, you know, shaking up uh, all parts of my kinky identity into into my Twitter. Um, and the more the more work I do, the more public work I do with ABU, the 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 more blurry those lines get. Um, I understand that some people need that hard distinction between those parts of their lives. Um, it's you know, not it's not using shame would be the wrong word. It's unfortunate that people you know can't all live lives where they can all be themselves. Uh, but I understand, especially for people who have public roles, who have roles where they're very visible, um, whether they're you know working in you know healthcare or in law enforcement or um, you know, positions of public standing, whether that's you know, faith or courts where they might need to just have that separation. Um, I hope that's changing. I think that's changing. We've you know, seen you know, kink as a whole go mainstream um, as part of social media. Uh, we've seen AUDL rise in popularity. I think there's a big you know, debt of gratitude owed to the, to the pup community for helping us get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that continues. I think we have to be careful about um, not you know, not yucking our own yum. I think we have to be understanding that the people who are more comfortable, who are happy to go out in, you know, kid core and and be cute and appropriate for the environment they're in, um, are just as valid, just as welcome. And they're not doing us a disservice. Actually, they're they're doing quite the opposite. They are, you know, whether they're going to a kink event or if they're just walking down to their local coffee shop in a peekaboo hat and, you know, a bright blue pair of dungarees, they're they're doing us all a service by getting people familiar with the fact that you know, other people are different people dress differently people look different you know people like different things and we're just slowly desensitizing you know, both the kink community um but also you know think about the exposure that that we will get when we go to pride the you know the and the shift that we've seen where pride has moved from being this kind of kinky you know, geared up protest march to being something where people are prepared to take their kids now and you know, the leather men walk past and and you know the kids sat like a kid is sat on a barrier with their parent behind them and they're just waving when the pups and the furs come past you know that slow constant erosion of prejudice and of stigma is really really important yeah and i think one quote that you brought up before the interview that i'd like to bring up now is you kind of you kind of asked me because i brought up my my current conflict of do i create a a newsy baby account and then another account for my other interests is you know who are you doing your social media for absolutely is it is it a is it a kind of like a scrapbook of things that you enjoy or want to go back to to get off on or is it a outward representation where you're you know you want to be noticed and you're doing it for other people who are you doing it for yourself or others yeah no it's always whether you're you're playing to your audience um or if your audience are there to learn about you the for me my social media is informative. You know, there are things that I post that I, I know and hope that people are going to enjoy and find hot. Um, but the majority of what I write, um, whether that's my ABDL social media, whether it's my art and photography, it's all about giving something outwards rather than uh, looking for the audience to cheer and shout and beg for more. I want the things that I create to be representative of who I am. Uh, I don't want my identity to be altered and shaped by people's desire to see a certain type of content. Right. 
let's move on to so i just want i dawned on me while we were having this conversation that about a year ago i interviewed casey about you know the little kings and alpha gators coming out and how that revolutionized the diaper game and all that and now i'm sitting here and i just realized you know abu's revolutionizing you know recon by having the interest added so i have to ask what next is in your magical hat or magical diaper? What are you going to pull out next? You got, you gave us a new diaper. You now have given us a tag on a pretty big gay hookup app. I mean, what next is for ABU if you're allowed to say anything? I don't think there's, there's, there's nothing I can point to and say this is next. The, the goals have stayed the same. You know, we want to be good champions and stewards in the community. And by doing that, by keeping that, you know, front and center, alongside of our, our being a business, you know, we're a, we're a community minded business and, and keeping those, those goals and that desire to be, you know, a good champion for, for the type of communities will make other things happen around us. People will see the building visibility. They'll see the building popularity, and then they will seek us out and say, Hey, we've got an idea. Can you help us make it a reality? And that will bring incredible things to us. So I, it's it's always a great honor to have someone from ABU into Newsy Snook, and I feel like this is my one opportunity to ask. But I've always brought up: do you did do you have Craigslist where you are, or did you have no, like? No, we had Gumtree here. Okay, so which is I don't kind know of the same. I don't know if you'll understand this reference, but back in back in my younger days, we had Craigslist, and there was misconnections. And basically, you know, if you saw like a hot guy at the grocery store, you can go on misconnections, being like, "Who is the hot guy in the proto style at Vons in this city on this street?" And I think that would lend itself so well to the ABU hats, the the you know the hats that have the peekaboo hats. Is there any conversation ever of having like a misconnection on the ABU website of like, hey, I saw this hat at this location? I see. I see people doing it already on their social media and, you know, in all over social media, all over the age groups, whether you're using Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, there's always a, oh, I saw a peekaboo hat in the wild and I love it. The conversation isn't so much about, you know, providing a platform to to document people's uh, missed opportunities. The the bigger question for us is what is that next flag? You mm-hmm. know, I, I talk about it briefly on that recon podcast when I first found ABDL and I first found other kink scenes, the flag people used was having a diaper pin on a leather vest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, there were, you know, different ways that people were flagging their interests for us to have you know, created something that people now use as a, as a shibboleth, as a, a flag to the, that, that speaks to the community and just kind of goes unnoticed by the normies is a great thing. And there's always that kind of lingering question of, of what's the next one. I guess now I need to ask, were you part of ABU when they came out with the hats? No, I joined uh, not too long after Peekaboo was a thing and probably just the hats were being released. Okay, because I was going to ask, like, I wonder if, like, did they know that the hats were going to be this moniker that they have now become? I don't think so. I think we, we again, we sit down and we, we plan things that we think would be great. And then we're always blown away by what the community do or think about them. That was the same with Kings and Gators. Yeah, we thought we made something that looked cool. And yeah, we knew we were doing something that hadn't been done before. But the response was just, was just incredible. And yeah, it, it humbles us. Every time we do something like that and the community goes, yes, and really yes, uh, it does. It's really humbling. And we know that we are you know, grateful and 
aware that that is a, a position of privilege. You know, there are great manufacturers out there. You know, and I love seeing you know both small makers and the other kind of bigger ABDL companies doing incredible things. And I've always said that it's not about you know your choice of brand. It's about the fact that you've. It's not about one brand versus another. It's about that you found a brand and a product that speaks to you. And I love the fact that for lots of people, that's us. I love it. In wrapping up, um, you know, you talked about how the there's more content coming from that photo shoot. Is there any other programming that you know of that we can expect now that this interest has been added to Recon? In terms of Recon content, um, there are the bits that they will release. In terms of ABU, uh, we will continue with our program of events. We've got plans for our own uh, fun content so that people can start to get to know and engage with the team a bit more. Um, those are the team who are willing to be visible and, and um, be a bit more open about themselves and the rest of their lives. I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, and there are a load of ideas we have that we'd like to implement um, more than we can ever put in place in a, in a single year or stretch of time. So. Uh, I'm really excited to see the things that we've got coming in the next few months. Uh, and I'm really hopeful that the kind of longer term goals will be achieved towards the end of the year. And then my final question, and I'm assuming it's yes. Have you added ABDL to your recon profile? I have added ABDL to my recon profile. And have you acted upon the addition to the ABDL interest? Have you, have you, have you now found a diaper boy in your local town that you've met up with? No, I mean, I'm already pretty well connected locally to the, to the crinkly community here. Um, for me, as I said in the interview, I'm much more of a essential-led person, a sensory-led person. Um, I'm not particularly interested in the random hookup for a, a one-night stand or or, a, 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 or less. Um, for me, I like connection and I like uh, to be, you know, in someone's head and them in mine. And it sounds like you've gotten a lot of connections going. You were saying that your phone, your phone has just been blowing up with messages from people. I'm, can I say around the world? Yeah, you can say around the world. I think there are a lot of people who've wanted that recognition um, or the ability to flag that really important part of their identity for a long time. Uh, there have been a great number of people who have uh, messaged with messages of gratitude. There have been people who have been saying, Oh, you know, um, still a bit uncertain, but really glad it's there. For me, you know, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, as the person who did that interview, um, you know, my profile is tagged at the bottom of it. I think you'll find that Crib would have had just as much interest from his because he had a much more visual presence, uh, which would have uh, ticked a, a certain kind of box for a certain number of people a lot more than listening to a, a slightly goofy Brit on a podcast would have done. No, I thought it was great. You know, you did bring up Crib, and now I just need to ask it because he won't come on this podcast. I don't know what it is. Hopefully, eventually. My goal is eventually he'll come on. But I did see someone post after that promo come out that he is, he is now the face of ABDL. Have you seen that hashtag being thrown around a little bit? Yeah, I think um, he would shy away from ever having one to lay claim to that hashtag. Uh, it was, uh, I think it started as an in-joke uh, from one of the other people in the photo shoot. Um, but the, the point that Crib would always make is that, that the face of ABDL, the face of the diaper communities is a really diverse one and no one person can, should, can or should use that hashtag to describe themselves. We, we are very fortunate, you know, um, that it's an expansive community. And one of the nice things about not needing any particular type of gear to get into it means that we are accessible to pretty much everyone. Yeah. It's beautiful. 
And he was very hot in all those promo videos. I will, I will give him that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Miles, for coming to Newsy Snook and talking about the addition of ABDL to Recon. Thank you. kiddos before i go i just want to say i'm excited to go to capcon i got my ticket over the weekend i didn't get a hotel room but i am still looking for a roommate um but i'm very excited it's gonna be my first time so i'm excited to see all the babs and diaper wearers out there all right kiddos i'm officially soggy i gotta go change see ya bye